This week, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Elijah Carbajal, and he is a Title I reading specialist, and he is in the state of New Mexico. He also is the podcast host for Shut Up and Teach, and he is writing a new book published by EduMatch Publishing. And I can't wait to have this conversation with him about teaching with excellence, the origin of his podcast, and the Teach Better 22 conference. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire listeners, I'm so excited for this conversation because I have a fantastic podcaster, soon-to-be author, and educator Elijah with me and I'm just so pumped because he is so passionate about so many different topics. I know he's going to provide a lot of wisdom in this conversation. Elijah, thank you so much for joining me on the Aspire to Lead podcast. Thank you so much, Josh. It's a real pleasure to be here. I appreciate, you know, what you do for, you know, in your role, the Teach Better team and then of course the podcast and the, you know, your book Aspire to Lead. So yeah, it's a it's a real honor to be here. Oh, honor is all mine, sir and I'm super excited to learn a little bit more about you and your journey. So if you wouldn't mind sharing about your educational and leadership journey. Yeah. So my journey is a little interesting because, you know, I'm a, I'm a public school teacher, but I actually was homeschooled uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. Hmm. Uh, literally my first time stepping into a public school classroom was my first day of student teaching. So talk about culture shock, right? But, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, I, I obviously stumbled and you know my mentor teachers were there to kind of coach me through and all that but I remember there was one day in particular where the sub my my teacher was out and the sub didn't show up so I just took over the class and just ran it Mm -hmm. and that was the first time that it was like oh okay I think I think I can do this I should probably stick this out you know but you know graduated from you know University of New Mexico and you know got a teaching job here in Albuquerque and Mm -hmm. Learned a lot, you know, over the last, you know, nine years. Um, they haven't all been in Albuquerque. I've been in a couple different districts, but I am back in Albuquerque and uh, working now as a reading interventionist. But as far as the leadership journey, you know, before I've had the opportunity to serve as a leader in the role of uh, instructional council member. So I was the fourth grade representative on the instructional council team. And, uh, you know, that really inspired me. You know, I really enjoyed you know, and appreciated being able to kind of help other teachers and represent other people, you know, as in during that time, I learned a lot about really servanthood and like serving with humility and all that. And uh, so that's, that's been something that I try to lead with is always lead with humility, you know, and lead with, you know, appreciation as well. You don't have to be, you know, the principal to appreciate somebody at your school, you know, you don't have to be the you know, the site leader, you know, to be a positive impact and, and lead in different ways. That's actually where I'm at. And I'm continuing to study this idea of leadership through different books, podcasts, obviously like yours. And of course, I've read your book before, which which was a big impact on me and really inspiring. So just a little bit about me. It's awesome, man. And I appreciate those kind words. I want to talk about the homeschool piece because, you know, some folks are like, oh, homeschool, they might have a negative connotation or some people absolutely love it. They think it's the, the best experience ever. Uh, for myself, I've, I've done homeschool as a student. I was in a mm-hmm. private school as a student and then also public education. So I, I feel like for myself, I've had all three realms. But, you know, for yourself, you know, how was it an uh, experience that helped you as a teacher? 
So first of all, shout out to my mom because there were there were six of us. You wow. know, she homeschooled all six of us. You know, K through twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about dedication and you know just love and For sure. nurturing and all that. But you know, I think she modeled she modeled that part there of like leading with calmness and leading. And that's that's one thing that I've been told is like you lead with calmness. Like you have a very calm demeanor, and I'm convinced that I get that from my mom. That's just the way she was. You know, and I think back to my homeschool experience. Yeah. There were times where I'd like watch a school bus drive by and be like, man, I want to ride the bus, you know, or like, I wonder what, like what public school is all about, but it never, I wouldn't say that it ever like was a, Oh man, I, I hate that I'm homeschooled. You know, I, I, I still enjoyed the experience and my mom was, was actually a, a licensed teacher. She was a special education teacher for about seven years before her and my dad uh, began to start their family. Mm-hmm. So she had that background in education, which really helped. I've known some homeschoolers who had a little bit tougher time because, you know, their family didn't necessarily have that education background. But, you know, everybody's experience can be a little different. I, for one, appreciated it. I really enjoyed, you know, growing up, just being around my family, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, learning with them, just, you know, being around them. You know, obviously you have lunch at the same time as everybody when you're homeschooled. So you go out and play together. And so it was really a good experience for me. I will say what my mom says and that homeschooling is not for everyone and that it is definitely a calling. It's not just something one day that you decide, Hey, I'm going to homeschool my kids or, you know, um, you know, not to go super negative here, but I know there's this big push to like get your kids out of public school and homeschool them, you know, and there's a big movement for that right now. And I would just advise people that listening, you know, that if that's something you're considering, that's, you know, between you and your family. But I will, I will stick to my mom's words on that, that, you know, if if you feel called to do it, do it. But if you don't and have doubts about it, there's nothing wrong with, you know, public education. We have good, we have, we have great teachers in public education, great resources. Well, thank you for sharing that experience. And I I would agree there is kind of a, a movement and a push, but you have to understand that there's a lot of dedication, a lot of work that goes with the homeschool piece. So yeah, I think those are great words of wisdom. I want to talk to you about, because we've had some great conversations about wanting to be a great teacher, right? And, mm-hmm. and right now, I don't know if you're on social media as much as I, but you know, there's a little bit of a negative turn right now of people burnt out or um, this time is tough for people to go back to school as far as getting prepared for the next year. So what is your belief as far as wanting to be a great teacher and being the best version of ourselves? When I think about being a great teacher, I think I think back to Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess. Yeah. And um, I think it's in there. He says, uh, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he says it's okay to be great. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to want to be great. It's okay to say you want to be great. And that was the first time I'd really like thought about that as far as like education. Like I wanted to, I've always wanted to do my job well. And I've always wanted to be, you know, responsible and professional with my duties and, you know, my service to kids and families. But that thought of like being great hadn't really honestly crossed my mind until then. And then I started to think about it more and I'm like, well, what is, what's the big deal? Like you think about any other profession and they do their job with, with pride and they do it with greatness and excellence. And, and I'm like, well, why can't teaching be the same way? Mm-hmm. Why can't we strive for greatness as teachers? And you know, when you, when you put that and you, you think about books like Kids Deserve It, you know, and these, these books that really talk about the, that our kids need teachers who are great. You know, our, our kids deserve a great teacher. 
So that's something that honestly has been on my mind. It's been on my, my wife's mind as well. We've had lots of conversations about that recently. We look around and, and there's a lot of excuses that are made, you know, from people, whether it's within our state or out of state, like you said, on social media yeah. that uses like, oh, we're, you know, we're a poor state or we, you know, we, this is going on, you know, whatever, we're burnt out, you know, COVID, all these things. And those are legitimate concerns. I don't want to minimize those or anything, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but what can you do with what you have? If you can take what you have and use it effectively and use it with excellence and turn things around with just what you have, right? Then that speaks volumes because your kids, like, you can't control everything, right? We, I can't control how much money the state gives our schools. And I, you know, there's a lot of things like that we, that are just out of our control, but I can control my own professional development. I can go out and find the professional development I need to, to be a better teacher for my students and for my school, right? I can find the books, the podcasts, I, the conferences, all those things. That's something that, that just about every teacher can do you know, is go out and look for something. There's a, you know, podcasts are completely free, you know, as long as you got the app for it. Right. Or you, or YouTube channels, you know, there's a lot of options out there for teachers who are really looking. I think it was Ray Heward who talks about, you know, podcasting is, is her professional development, you know, listening to podcasts and, and, and hosting podcasts with other people um, and just learning from, from the guests and all that. So I think there's, legitimate concerns and there's legitimate issues yes we need to fund schools like i'm not saying don't fund schools or that's not a problem but what i am saying is we can't always use that as an excuse when there are things that we can do to improve ourselves Mm -hmm. and and again i go back to our kids deserve the best teacher that we can that we can possibly be it's it's do what you are capable of doing you know, do what's, you know, don't go beyond your means and don't stretch yourself too thin. Do what you are, you know, what's, what's right for you. Get that professional development and, you know, and improve yourself. I want to talk about something you stated earlier about every educator is a leader, right? It doesn't matter of your title, you can have an influence within your building. So if you see a need somewhere, what should they do to inspire change? You know, I always say start with your classroom, right? You start with your kids and all that. But once you start to see those things, regardless of what it is, even if it seems like, well, that's something small, but if it's something you can do, that's, you know, a need that needs to be filled. Um, One of the things that I, you know, I'm taking, I'm stepping out a little bit. I'm not the most tech savvy person, but I saw a need this year that, you know, at our school, they said we need someone to be the webmaster and, you know, kind of keep our our website up to date and up to speed and, you know, handle social media pages that we have, you know, I've done leadership before, but, you know, moving back to Albuquerque, I'm in a new school and all that, you know, it's easy to be like, ah, no, let me get my feet settled first. But I really felt like, you know what, there's a need. This won't stretch me too thin, but you know, this is a need that I can fill. It's something small, but it's important. And so I would encourage teachers, regardless of what that need is, you know, if you have the capability and you have the means to fill that need, I would encourage you to do so. The other thing I would encourage everyone to do is just be present, you know, be present, be seen, be visible, not just to be seen, but like be active as you're, you know, be active as you're being seen. If you're out, you know, if you're don't normally go out to bus duty, go out to bus duty every now and then and help kids get on the bus or say goodbye, you know, um, say, you know, wave goodbye to your kids and all that, you know, help them out. 
you know, just being seen and being that, you know, being visible in people saying, Hey, this person is, is helpful. You know, they didn't, nobody asked them, but I saw them come and be helpful. Right. You know, they'll recognize that and respect you for that. Um, but yeah, those are, that's kind of a couple things that I would suggest really. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, Elijah, I want to shift a little bit because you talked about podcasts being PD in your pocket, if you will. So let's talk about your podcast. Shut Up and Teach is your podcast, and I, I want to learn a little bit about the background where did that podcast come from where the idea and why did you take the initiative to to start this project so shut up and teach actually came from a moment in my teaching career where you know i was having kind of a rough moment i think it was a really stressful time like one of those like everything is due on this day you know and like of course there's the everyday stresses and you know i you know i I'm pretty open about, you know, my mental health and all that, you know, dealing with anxiety and depression. It was just one of those days, you know, every teacher is going to have these days. And what I found myself doing was like, I I looked at the clock, there was like an hour before kids showed up and I'm like, I either got to go home, like call a sub and go home, or I just, I got to stay here. And the, it wasn't like this big audible voice or anything like that. It was just something that it was, it was just a thought. And the thought was, just shut up and teach. And it was like, okay. And it it wasn't one of those, like, okay, the problem just vanished. The problem was still there. All the stresses were still there, but it was like, okay, if I just, if I shut up in this moment, if I put that to the side, I can deal with it after school, right? I don't need to bring that negative energy into school. I definitely don't need to talk about this with my kids or, you know, you know, be an emotional wreck in front of my kids. Like I can deal with this. But right now I need to shut up and teach because my kids need me to be here. So that's kind of where the idea of shut up and teach came from. Now, I do want to say this. I'm not saying that you can never take a, you know, a sick day or a mental health day. I take a few every year, you know, uh, you know, it's just, it's just natural for me to do that. And it's important for us to do that. You know, if you feel that, you know, I really can't be here maybe you take a day off, you know, and see how you feel the next day, come back refreshed, you know, get your mind in the, you know, in the right mindset. But, you know, there are some times where we do just have to, we will just have to put some things aside, you know, and, and the bad energy, you know, and, but it also, you know, it's not just like the bad attitude, the bad energy, but for me, it's also, there's a, there's another side of the coin where I believe that, you know, it's also shut up and teach, with best practices, shut up and teach with excellence. You know, it's like, Hey, let's put aside the, you know, the worksheet that we've been using for 10 years and let's try something different. You know, like I know this experience is going to take a lot of prep work, but your kids deserve this. So let's shut up and teach. So it's not just a call to, you know, a positive attitude and all that. It's a call to excellence really. So I wanted to share that message with as many people as I could. I was blogging at the time and I think I wrote a blog about it, but, you know, I started thinking of different ways to, you know, spread the message and, you know, I wanted to dabble with podcasting and try it out. And, uh, you know, I've been doing it now for, you know, a year or so or something like that. For me, I, I love it because it is PD, you know, it's a way to, you know, I have short reflections, you know, no more than like 
15 minutes or so. Um, And so it's a great way for me to, to share information with others, but it's also a way for me to learn because I do have guests on the show. And so we can, you know, have conversations and, and really learn and grow from each other. So yeah, the, it really has been a great way for me to connect with others and, and just, you know, meet new people and, and learn and grow. Well, I want to talk about some exciting news. Also, you've got a book releasing this fall called A Place They Love, Creating Healthy School Culture and Positively Impacting Students. And that's with EduMatch family. And I'm just so excited for you. So for our listeners, when it comes out, what is the book all about? So um, a little backstory about it, and this won't be a long backstory. You know, I just gone to the Teach Better conference in 2019. I'd come back. I was blogging a lot. But I started noticing like a theme running through all of the all of the blogs. And that theme was like, make school a place kids love, make it enjoyable, make it safe, make it exciting, make it welcoming. You know, all these things that, you know, when we think about it, you know, all the things that we would love to have, you know, that brings us peace, that brings us happiness, brings us joy. All those things we want to bring to schools, you know, or at least we should be striving to bring those things to schools. You know, I had a former student who said school was never meant to be a like a prison for kids to just be trapped in all day. Like it was supposed to be a place that kids love to be. And I and I love her for saying that, you know, that's that's the mentality that I have. And so I started looking at it and saying, hey, there's a collection of these these blogs that all talk about making school a place that kids love. And, you know, that's safe and peaceful and you know exciting. So crazy thought. What if I compile them into a book? So I kept writing and, you know, cause you know, I'm, you know, I had this mindset of like, oh, I'm just the teacher from New Mexico. You know, everyone thinks that's part of Mexico. They don't actually realize that's part of the country. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm from that state. So I was like, well, I don't know, but you know, my, she was my girlfriend at the time, but my wife really encouraged me. She's just, you know, just do it. Just try it. What are they going to say? No, like you tried, you know? So she really gave me the confidence to really reach out um, to some publishing companies. And um, eventually, you know, I spoke with uh, Sarah from EduMatch and, uh, you know, she, you know, she read over it and kind of liked it and she said, yeah, let's go for it. So I've just, I've I've really enjoyed the whole writing process and working with uh, EduMatch Publishing. They've been so good to me and, you know, just really a great company to work with, great people uh, to work with. And so uh, the book should be out sometime this fall. I don't have a a for sure date yet, but I've been told we're looking at a fall release date. If you pick up the book, you'll get to read about the Shut Up and Teach experience. That's a whole chapter in that book, um, along with some other uh, really great little, little nuggets and ideas and just ways that we can make school a place that kids love, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm so excited for the release. And like you said, it's coming out this fall and I'll be promoting that too because I I can't wait to get a copy myself. And then also in the fall, you're going to be joining us for Teach Better 22. Yes, I am. I'm so excited for that. (laughs) So just uh, to let everyone know, you're going to be on Podcast Row with us. So we've got 12 Mm -hmm. different podcasters. I don't know if you realize this. I don't think I told you. We've got 12 Mm -hmm. right now. I think we've got a couple more potentially signing up. So we'll probably have like 15 podcasters in Podcast Row, which I don't know if you remember 2019, but we had like this little tiny corner in the conference. And um, so now we've we've got a whole wing. It's going to be in this beautiful STEM school. So yeah, I'm super excited, but... What are you going to bring into the podcast row? And then are you speaking at the conference also? 
Yes, I'm speaking as well. So yeah, with Podcast Row, um, I am looking to interview just really whoever, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to open it up. If you are going to be speaking at the conference and want to share what you, you know, a little bit about your session with listeners of the Shut Up and Teach podcast, you know, or if you're just attending and want to jump on and say, hey, I've attended this session and this session, and this is what I'm learning. I'm really opening it up to whoever um, we just, again, we want to promote everything going on at the conference and, you know, everything that we're learning, which, you know, if you're not, um, you know, if you haven't heard about the Teach Better conference, I would encourage you to, you know, look into registering um, and attending. There's going to be a lot of great speakers there. So, yeah, that's that's the the podcasters row. I'll be presenting as well, doing a, a brief TED Talk type presentation um, about branding your classroom or community. If someone is going to be in attendance, it's Akron, Ohio, October 14th and 15th, and it's a phenomenal conference in general. 2019 was amazing. It was very special to connect with so many different people, but this is like on steroids. So, you know, for this upcoming conference, if they're coming to your session, what is it? Just a real quick synopsis. Yeah, so if you attend my my session, you're going to learn about branding your classroom and, and really we could say marketing your classroom, if you will. So I won't give away everything I'm going to be talking about, but I, but I've branded my classroom um, as the pirate ship. Nice. Um, and so the kids, you know, use, we use language like we don't say lineup, we say X marks the spot and the kids know that that's the lineup. So it's, so really when we talk about branding, it's not just like a theme. It's not just like, oh, this is a theme, but we still have like normal classroom language. Um, the language really ch- like the language changes you know, the prizes. So I give pirate treasure, you know, it's not like, Hey, here's the prize bucket. It's, this is a treasure chest. You get pirate treasure. So, um, and it's funny, there was one kid last year who's, who, who only called me the captain. (laughs) It's like, are we going to the captain? And then there was another class that would just ask, do we have pirate class today? That's really what it goes into. It's big. It's promoting it, not with just within your classroom, but outside of the classroom. So yeah, that's a little bit about what attendees will learn if they are you know, they're at my, my uh, presentation. Yeah, man. And that's awesome. And it kind of goes along with culture also that you're creating within the classroom. So um, I yep. love it. So I can't wait to meet you at 2022 Teach Better Conference and have you a part of the podcast row. I'm so excited. I can hardly wait. Are you excited that in-person conferences are back? I know I am. In fact, I'm excited to announce that I'll be at the 2022 Teach Better Conference this October 14th and 15th in Akron, Ohio. I'll be recording episodes live in Podcast Row, attending sessions, speaking, and connecting with a whole bunch of amazing educators. It would be awesome if you could join us. Head over to teachbetterconference.com slash register and use the code ASPIRE2022 to save $50 off your two-day registration. I hope to see you in October. You know, I always love asking the guests about actionable items. So for those who are aspiring leaders or current leaders, if there's something they could do tomorrow or next week to enhance their leadership journey, what should they do? I would say learn to appreciate the staff you work with and really show them that. Um, one of the things I love to do, and it, it's it's super simple, and it goes beyond this. You know, I'm not just talking just this. But I would leave notes for the teachers and just leave it either in their box or on their door or something like that. Just a, hey, I noticed the way that you spoke to your kids. It was really kind and respectful. 
thank you for being a great teacher for your, your students. You know, just something like that and showing them that appreciation and that encouragement and building them up in that capacity. The other thing I would say, and I, I go back to what I said earlier, if they, if you see a need, you know, fill it, you know, just because, you know, you're the, the reading interventionist or just because you're the art teacher, you know, or whatever, doesn't mean that you can't help that that other teacher, right? Just because you're the music teacher doesn't mean you can't help the fifth grade teacher with a math lesson. You know what I'm saying? And so if you see the need, you know, reach out, you know, fill that need, ask and lead with humility. Well, if folks are not connected with you on social media yet, as they're pulling their phones out, where can they find you? And what are your, what are your handles for social media? Okay. So I'm most active on Twitter, so that's where I'm going to start. But Twitter and Instagram are actually the same handles. So it's at Carba Eli. That's at C-A-R-B-A-E-L-I. Um, so that's at, um, there. You can uh, find me on Facebook. I do use Facebook as well. Just search Elijah Carbajal. And the podcast, uh, Shut Up and Teach, is on pretty much all major platforms. Uh, just pull up your your podcast app that you use and search "Shut Up and Teach" and you'll should pop up. Perfect, and I'll make sure I have all those links in the show notes for you to click on and make sure that you're following Elijah and check out his podcast. He's does a fantastic job with the "Shut Up and Teach" podcast, and I'm so excited to have you a part of Podcast Row. And you know, for everyone's listening, the the "Shut Up and Teach" podcast will have some episodes also right after the conference of the many guests that Elijah has on. So I'm so excited to listen to those. And man, you're just doing some phenomenal things every single day. And I'm just so honored to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Josh.